Welcome to Barbecue Chicken, y'all. This is your uh, once or twice weekly podcast here. I'm KMFN. That's Big Rob CQ. We got a couple few guests here tonight. We're going to uh, take over the dating landscape once again, kind of touch on some stuff. Say what's up, Rob. Hey, how's it going, y'all? How's it going? We're doing well. You want to introduce our guests? Yeah, I'll introduce our guests. Uh, we have a lady on the pod uh, by the name of Miss Ramona. I am not going to attempt to uh, pronounce her last name, but she is going to provide some much insight on the dating landscape. And we are we are in for a treat because she has vast experience over the years with this topic and she has valuable insight from her perspective that she is going to share. We also have Sean, the main man, SB. We'll just call him SB. Sean, he is on the pod. And we have Chuck as well. And we might have one or two more guests join us. So we got a full pod today. And it's going to be a great epic conversation. Welcome, Sean. Welcome, Sean. Chuck, welcome back. He's not here yet, but uh, we've had we've had Chuck on here before. It was a good time. Sean, right. you've never been here, but you're in for a treat. Yeah. Can you say something, Sean? Uh, say hello. Something we can get your mic. Hear your voice. Hello? All right. All right. <laughs> we can hear you. Yep. Good. So let me start this thing off. Let's talk about um, Miss Ramona. Can you tell me what your overall experience with online dating has been? Would you say positive, negative, somewhere in between? How do you feel about online dating in, in the year 2023, as well as how it compares to years past? Well, first of all, good evening. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Ramon Rato, uh, just okay. for the listeners. Um, but I would describe, so, so first I'll say that I've been um, what I'll just call alternative dating, just because there's apps now, but way back when I began, it was on the on the telephone, like the live links and people store and all those things. And I would say, so that was, that's been about 30 years because my son, he'll be, he'll be 30. So I would say that Alternative dating, and we can we'll, uh, we can get to the online part, but I'll call it alternative dating, um, has been um, up and down, I would say. We'll say up and down. Um, when you are behind a phone or behind a screen, you get to be whoever you want to be. And right. so there's been some, y'all remember that show Catfish? So there's been uh -oh. some catfishing going on. There's been yeah. all kinds of things. So I, I would say... I would say somewhere in the middle, but there's a lot of rules to keep yourself safe. And so I've encouraged some friends over the years to 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 do some alternative dating. And so it, there there's a science to it for sure. So mm -hmm. I'm going to chime in. That's interesting because I oftentimes talk about how online dating started off back in the 90s and the early 2000s as the alternative for a lot of people for, for a certain walk of life, right? If you were busy, if you were just a certain age group or you just didn't have time or you were just tired of the, the normal, you know, bar scene or whatever it was an alternative <clears throat> for a lot of people and it now has almost become the preferred method so i find that change to be uh very different and very interesting yeah and can i add to that <laughs> there's a, and i don't even know if i want to go there this early in the conversation but go then there was it. also people that had alternative lifestyles so if you were mm -hmm. kind of into if you're on a kinky side and you liked some yeah. of those those uh some uh what's it called s s and m or you know yeah, bond, right. all of that kind of stuff 
that was there too. So they had it. So there's back then that you, the, you would just, you know, for whatever your category, whatever your pleasure, you could yeah. jump and, and, and jump into a room and talk to somebody and whatever. So, so you've yeah. been in, you've been into it for 20 years. And I feel like that there was a big shift from the alternative to the preferred uh, in the last four or five years. And I feel like COVID and the pandemic and the fact that we were locked inside and we no longer had the same outlets like the bars and the clubs and the, and the parks, wherever we used to meet people and approach people that was taken away from us. So I feel like in that two year period, it went from alternative to the only to now that the options are back, it became the preferred. Do you feel that same way? I agree. You know, that whole swipe, right, swipe, left, right. So and, it's, yeah. and then apps are popping up everywhere. They're doing commercials and all kinds, you know, the, you know, the late night commercials or whatever. But but yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I think that I also think that online dating has diminished the interpersonal communication 100%. because you hide behind, like I said, hide behind the screen, hide behind the phone. You get to be whoever you want to be. And it could be a whole lie. Mm. So, so my question is, um, for you, Sean, have you been uh, involved in online dating and what would you uh, rate your experiences in the field of online dating? How would you assess that in 2023, SB? Oh, hello, by the way, everybody again. Um, yeah, I've been involved in online dating over the past um, <laughs> few years. Um, this is well, 2023 right now, right? Yeah. Um, right. Not really this year because, you know, I'm involved with somebody. But in the past, I have. Yeah. And what and what are your what is your takeaway from it? How do you feel about it? Do you think it's effective? Do you think it's not effective? Do you prefer it? What do you feel about it? I think it's effective because that's how I met the partner I have now. Um, oh, OK. And I pretty much got everything I wanted in a woman from her because um, I was confident in the man that I am and in my ability to um, essentially choose somebody. And, you know, okay. use this thing called, you know, my greater judgment and common sense as to what's good and what's not good for me and being honest. And I think it worked for me. Okay. Okay. So, so my question for you, Sean, then would be. Yeah, sorry. Where and when did you start your path around my dating? Cause I know Rob and I, we go way back to like ninth grade, I think in late nineties, we started the thing. Back five years ago, right? And then watch, watch the ball. Rob's been in it. I was married for a long time. Were you in it the whole time, or is it, did you just hop on a bandwagon in the last five years? Um, well, I was married, so I came out of a marriage. So um, three years ago, I got divorced. And um, pretty much from that point, it was more like levels to the thing for me. So, first, originally, I wasn't looking for Miss Wright, I was looking for like Miss Wright now. like something to pass the time, something to, somebody to hang out with, catch a vibe, maybe something to develop out of it, maybe not, but I wasn't ready for a relationship because I, I mean, it was a very tumultuous uh, relationship breakup for me personally. And a lot of things in my life was going wrong. So, uh, but I just wanted to get out there and date again. And then secondly, I'm um, like, okay, we're having fun. You know, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to just do this, just be using somebody. And then lastly, I'm like, you know what? I want to date with a purpose and find somebody 
So, so I came out of a divorce probably five, six years ago, and I. It sounds like you found yourself in the same situation I did. We we went into our marriage, and dating was one thing. It went down one way. How we met that person we married probably happened differently than how you met the person now. So I came out of my marriage, and I was fucking confused. I was straight up like, "What is this? Online mm-hmm. dating? Where the where the interpersonal stuff go? Where'd the meet the person at the club go? Where'd the?" I, I walk up to you and I chop it up and I get your number go. Did you struggle with any of that? Did you see that? Did you kind of fall into that the same way I did? Like, oh, this is how it is now and I got to figure it out? Um, not really, because actually I go back. I don't go back as far as you guys. I started out the day with Plenty of Fish and uh, okay. OkCupid. That was okay. a while ago. Um, both of those sites suck. They're pretty much just a harbor of spamware now. Um, but now... Uh, no, I mean, it was good for me, but, you know, we really didn't have a choice because it was also during a pandemic. No one wanted right. to be near anybody. So it was the best and only way you can actually meet somebody. And then if you're willing to meet somebody in public, you know, if you really didn't care about social distancing and whatever. <laughs> but, sure. OK, so that's a little different. Yeah, because yeah, I came out of my divorce pre-pandemic where you still could and we were still in that mode and maybe meeting people the old school way. You came out of yours like at a time where that was now the only way and like i said it became the preferred way so with that said uh it sounds like your experience has been nothing but positive with the online dating would you say um i mean positive now but you know bumpy was the road you know um, i ran into you know a few characters you know that have you know questionable morality and you know questionable you know just questionable morals um um Sometimes you come across people who you figure out, you try to realize why are you even out here on dating websites in the first place? Let me let me throw that same uh, question to Chuck. I right. know uh, off, you know, in our own personal conversations, you've expressed, right. uh, you know, some of your some opinions, disdain. some disdain for the dating apps and, and things right. like that. T- tell us a little bit about that. Right. So let's keep it hunters. Um, Dating online is stats games. It's all about the stats. Like that's it. Um, it's it's my job. Do I got some travel pictures up? Um, do how many kids do I have? Oh hell no! Nah. You you disqualifying people because they got three, two, three kids. You're like I got a one kid limit. Some some people don't want no kids. Um, you see again. You seeing people's jobs, so you're judging them off what their job is. If people some I I know some females who like if if I don't see no dudes pictures with travel pictures then I'm not even matching with them because I want to know that he travels and I want to travel too I like to travel so a lot of females profiles now they have at least one or two travel pictures on there I noticed that um <clears throat> what are some other stats oh and then weight you know the weight the height and weight and as somebody who's overweight my stats are bad I got four kids. Um, I look bad on online, but I'm amazing. I know that. Right. So one of the things that I found is that I also love communication. I love talking. I love exchanging energy and you can't necessarily do that online. And so that, those are my main disdains for it. I love that natural, see someone you vibe with their energy. You're like, yo, let me talk. Let's talk. Let's laugh. Let's help, you know, can this, is there some volleying going on here? Like, is, you know, where's the QC flirting and all that? It's like, you don't get that in, in the, in the mundane, Hey, how you doing? And I try to think of creative questions online and I have some good ones I like to ask and I always kind of get kudos, but it's still like, it's still, I feel like it doesn't 
You're not seeing you're not seeing my smile when I say it. You you know, you're not hearing my voice tonations. You don't know what I sound like. Listen, right. You, you, know, you can't say, hear me laughing. Say no more because I've had these same exact conversations. And I told that story on one of the podcasts about how Rob and I had these conversations, and I feel the same way. The disdain is there. Like in online, I don't I don't photograph as well on these online apps as, as I can act in person, right? And like just the vibe right. and energy is all there. And I've, I've said this a million times, I am 100% more effective in person when my charm can take over and, and you can see my real personality, but a still photo online and a one-liner and like there's rules to this shit. And I've said all this, like I got out of my marriage and I was like, Rob, what are these rules? And he's like, dude, I can't even begin to explain them to you. The list is too long. It's too complicated. And yeah, it's- it would take like a week of like studying this shit just to like get the rules right. Yeah. Well, well, here's what I'm saying. I, I, I understand everything that, that you guys are saying it as far as the disdain you have for it, because it's the same disdain that I, I run into, but I think that it is a necessary evil in today's platform. Um, I think the same things that you guys listed are, are negatives are actually positives because um, there's been many a times when I might run into such sister, such and such, let's just call her a uh, bonquisha at the gas station. And I talk to her and I get her information and we have a good, a good vibe off, off the top. But then when I get to start peeling back some of them layers and seeing some of them stats and, and seeing like, you know, her history, it's like, well, we, we've already engaged to a certain degree. And um, we might have already done the horizontal polka. And now I'm looking like, wow, what's, what's really going on? Who, who are you? What, what is this? And now it's too late. And now it becomes a horror movie. So I, I think the previews to some of these horror movies are, are good. Now, you can lie. Sometimes a preview will send you to a movie and you'll be like, <laughs> yo, man, this movie sucks. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, right. you know, you can't judge a movie by its preview all the time. But at the same time, it does give you a little bit of intel because the same way they're checking you out, you have the ability to check them out. And uh, just the same way you got to pass their test, they have to pass your test. And I would say use if you're if you know your strength is in person, it's just like football. If you know your strength is the passing game, then you have to use the run effectively enough to set up the passing game. So you have to use or, or vice versa. If you know you like to pass, you got to set it up. So I would use this not as a primary mode of communication, but as a communication tool to get you to right. in person. But- let me see. Here's the frustrating part about all this, right? We spent our entire fucking life right. mastering one way of locking down that perfect someone, of knowing who to look for, who to approach, who not to approach, just by that first glimpse. What to say, what not to say, to pre-qualify them. And then if all that checks out, what to do and what to say to get to the number, the digits, the date, yeah. and, and whatever. And then... Yeah. After we're 30-something, 35, 40 years old, the game changes, and everything I learned is now fucking useless. In fact, I, all the knowledge that I know now yeah. comes off as, get away from me, you creep. You're coming on too strong. What is that bullshit? Back off. Message me on Instagram and let me vet you for three weeks, and then maybe we'll have a conversation if you yeah. check all the boxes. And so it's like, why? Good. How did I do all that? 40 
years of bullshit for nothing. Yeah, not yeah, no, no, you're preaching good. And here's what I say to that. You're you're 100% correct, but such is life. How many times have I mastered a phone only for it to become obsolete and I got to change to a new yes, phone? motherfucker. Get so out of here. <laughs> no, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And whatever refuses to... Whatever refuses to change with the times will eventually become obsolete. So what we have to do is take what we've learned and transfer it into this new way. It's like uh, taking the old lessons and just trying to modify them because at the end of the day, it's still the same. Uh, same objective, same goal. You're playing the same game. You know, nowadays the rules have changed, but the, the, uh, the, the objective is still to put the ball in the hoop. So what you're and saying that, is the old yeah. saying, more things change, the more they stay the same, is ultimately yes. true, right? It's ultimately true. And, same and what thing. You, you have a good point. What wow. you're really saying is that's why we're doing this podcast. Right, right, right. Um, both of y'all have a good point. Oh, my bad. I said both of y'all have a good point. I think that one thing to help is dating in your age bracket because you'll, you'll see that our way of dating – still works for people who are our age. Right. But when you start going into the younger age, they are like that. They almost go out for sport. Like going out is about just being cute, feeling, feeling, feeling handsome, feeling fine, curving everybody, like giving numbers with no intention of calling and talking, giving Instagrams with no intention of responding. It's just at the end of the night, I had 10 guys fawning over me. And that was it. That's left in the night. Like that's I'll never see that guy again. No matter how attractive I was to him, no matter how much fun we had, good conversation, all that. And our age racket, if you had a, if you had an exchange like that, it was sacred. It meant something. So right. when you're talking, y'all talking. If y'all talk for more than five ten minutes, more than likely that's going to lead to another vibe. That says I'm interested. Right. Here you could talk for hours, and they're still like, oh. They act like they don't know you in the morning type stuff. You know what I mean? It's just a different energy. But I I know that when I'm talking to somebody and I'm, and I'm vibing and, you know, everything's really good, then, again, nine times out of ten, they're usually my age. And then I know that it can lead to something else just because I, I'm 36, going on 37. And and it's it's a lot more fruitful in the in the interaction. It's, that's just how okay. I go, I think. All right. Throw it back. Throw it back to yeah. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I want to I want to get back to what of what Chucky said. First of all, the, when we was talking about the disdain and all of those things. I have when I'm teaching my friends, right? Because I'm an OG at this thing. When I'm teaching my friends how to to start dating, uh, start online dating, um, I'm gonna say that number one, I give a percentage. Ninety eight percent of online dating. And they say, no, there's no facts, but this is just Mona facts, Ramona facts. 98% of, of online dating is crap. And the reason I say that is because going back to, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure who just said it, but like getting, I think that was you, Chucky, that said, you know, getting 10, no, no, get 10 guys and getting all the attention, whatever. Some men, some people, but I, but in my experience, men, I've had men literally set up date, like we've talked whatever, you know, jumped offline, exchanged information, set up dates and just stood me up. Right. And, and it's like, some people just sit for literally for sport. Let me, let me see. Cause they need the ego. And women do that too. We need our ego. Everybody needs their ego stroke. So going back to the, even whether it's on personal, whether on, uh, whether it's online, those same things exist. Um, and then 
just just uh like uh SB was saying, um I well first I met my first husband. <laughs> yes, I've been married twice. Um I met my first husband on the um what was it called? On live links, okay? Uh that was back in 2000. No, hold on, let me about to yeah. So for y'all you don't know I'm It's got to be before that. <laughs> I know, hold right. on now. That's what I was going to say. Like 98, 97. <laughs> it was. It was 97. And so after a year dating, we got married. And then it, it was what he presented. Slowly, those layers was being pulled back. So a year was not long enough to, to see what was going on with Buddy. So, like, that's number one. My current husband, I met him on, um, on Plenty of Fish. And hmm. um, it was a very different interaction. But so what I'm saying is, is that to curb some of that wasted, because a lot of it is time wasting. Like if you, if I'd invested three hours of talking to somebody on the phone only for them to ghost me later, I don't have time for that. So one of my going back to what you had said, um, uh, what's his name with the white t-shirt on? Uh, uh, Ken. Ken. I'm sorry, Ken. Yeah. Oh, it says Ken right there. Okay. Um, one of the things that you say you talked about the rules, and I have one hard and fast and hard fast and rule. If we exchange a couple of messages, yeah, and then. I give you my phone number or you give me yours and, and we jump out of that box. Now we're out of that box. If you only want to message me still within the parameters of that app, then that's a red flag for me. Cause then you, maybe you got a little something going on and you don't want whatever you got going on to know. So, so that's the first thing. So if we, if, if, if we catch an about, you know, if you inbox me, literally my husband, current husband, he inboxed me. He was like, Hey, I'm really digging your pictures, whatever. So, and I was, and I have a rhythm to, to the thing. I'm three months on, three months off. So I would be on, on th for three months trying to kind of see, you know, who I could, who, who, who I could match with. And then after I'd had enough, cause about three months is all I could stomach. Then I would go <laughs> for real. So then I would go off the line, offline. So March of 2020, that's literally what happened. I was just about to shut it down. And he sent me a message. I responded. We exchanged numbers and and um, we uh, you know met and we ain't we haven't parted ways since um, and so like that that worked um, and so I I think that some people just do things for sport like you ain't got nothing better to do so and yeah and it just depends on what your what your um what your expectation is because people would get mad and say girl you can't really expect that you're gonna meet somebody of any quality you tripping because everybody want to slide everybody want to come over what you doing and all these different things and and that's what they're looking for but a lot of times 98 percent of it, it, it you'll find that two percent where something genuine and it might not be long lasting but it was something that was at least worth worth your time because you got a date and just you know especially can't going back to what you said about being married for long periods of time, you got to be able to get back out there and get that rhythm going. So that's, right. you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a rhythm. There's science to it. Definitely. And I know, Sean, you wanted to say something. I think I hear some feedback on somebody's phone. So make sure uh, you're either muting it or make sure it's, it's totally silent in the background. But uh, SB, you had something that you wanted to add, uh, if you can remember what your point was. Yeah, I, that was me. I had to stop my dryer. So, um, oh, okay. <clears throat> sorry. But no, um, I think everybody here is correct when it comes to online dating. But however, um, I think you need to look at it a different way. Um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to speak from a man's perspective. And, you know, I can look up data and statistics about this. Generally speaking, this day and age, 
I get a consensus from most women that they don't trust us. And obviously, um, when you look on the news, there's always some new assault case this, X, Y, Z, that, the freaking tenderer slender that and all that. And theoretically speaking, the online dating has sort of been a safe haven for me because if you, nine times out of 10, if you're a guy and you try to talk to 10 women in public, like just doing it, you know, the hollering thing or whatever, that woman that you find attractive, 20 other Negroes find her attractive as well. And she might have already been hollered at 20 or 30 times by that day. So by the time that you get there to her, she's gonna be exhausted and gonna give you attitude you're going to walk away calling her the B word, which I don't recommend because, you know, but still that is just what happens. I'm just, you know, being real. Um, so uh, online dating affords me one, just one key aspect that they all do. You are on here to date. So I don't have to question whether you are in a relationship. Right. I don't have to question whether you're married or you're no single night. Because if you're on a web, if you're on a dating website looking for friends, you're in the wrong goddamn place. Go somewhere else with that. So, and I've literally come across that. I'm like, please. And one thing I'm very, very um, serious on and very keen on is like, do not waste my time. And I'm not afraid to like to dismiss somebody as Rob knows. I can, I will dismiss you very quickly with, with prejudice and move along. So uh, uh, dating affords men safety and women safety, probably even more so that you will do your due diligence and completely vet this guy. Ask him the questions. If your woman senses is telling you this guy is on BS, do not proceed past go. You know, do not do not stop and collect. So I would say as a woman, use the dating websites as a protection means and just get to know a person. I think it helps you flex that communication muscle more too. So wow. So that's interesting because you're seeing the benefits for the women, you're appreciating the benefits for the women, but you're also seeing those same benefits that the women are getting for yourself. And that's the first time we've heard that right. from a male perspective, that you're able to vet them and you appreciate that they're able to vet you yeah. in that same way. So, well, yeah. let me so, tell you. I'm, I'm you curious know, about. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you brought up a good point, though. Like, it's, I realized something when you said that, Sean, that I didn't realize uh, until now is that the platform has kind of taken the control and either equaled it and balanced it, or it's actually given it to the other side a little bit. And I'm not used to that. And so that's, that's different. That's different. Yeah. It's a sexual so, marketplace. Women still will ultimately have the power because they are, you know, they choose, you know, they're going to choose. Um, I think I like it how Bumble does it. I think Bumble's the one app, but if whoever swipes first, that person has to initiate the contact first. I actually, I actually vibe that, um, but yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta vet people, and uh, dating websites allow you to do that. Right, right, right. And for clarity, I think Bumble is you can match. Either one can swipe first, but the woman has to speak first. She has to say something to the guy Are you first. Sure? I think. I Are you think sure? I think I've had to speak. I think I thought it was whoever swipes first gotta speak no, first. That's the woman has to make no. the first move. That's the advantage of Bumble. Really? Right, yeah. because I because I I get matches and I match I send matches and get matched back, but they're up in this twenty four hour hold window until they hit me up. Right, so they say something in the inbox. It puts all the power. Right, right, all the power in their hand. And see, right. I'm not used to that shit because I'm right. used to like I'll go to the club and they might just be like, "Get away from me! You're the number twenty seven dude." But then my charm. My swag, my word, my wordplay, everything takes over. And it's like, well, number 27 was the lucky winner today. And then online, it doesn't matter. Like, it takes all that away. 
and you're just you're just a nut. You're not you're a number. You're a profile. Yeah. Right, right, right. And and that that was the first thing I was gonna say about Bumble, just to clarify. And and Bumble actually, um, like we were talking about, it, it has a cool caveat with women talking first. It can be good or bad, but a lot of times they'll match and not say anything. But yeah, they kind of put it on the man to say something. I think this gives women like the responsibility of of trying to be clever or trying to, you know, come up with a pickup line or show their real interest, which well, is kind of cool. Yeah. Cause then on the end, never that way. We need, but, uh, that. We need right, that. right, 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 right. And then the other thing I was going to say though, is that there are so many people get on way dating websites that are not only single because mm. some, and some people will still lie too. Um, to be honest, she just said how dudes will get on there and not give you their phone number because they are running some sneaky stuff. They're on there and they're not supposed to be, and they really they say they're single, but they ain't. I would assume some women do that too. But I, I bet it's more rare on the woman's side or the feminine energy side. And then here's the other thing: there are people who get on there and they want an extra in their relationship. They want somebody to come in and and run that vibe. There are some people who get on there and ask for friends. I think you mentioned that. That is annoying because it's like, yeah, you want friends and you want to build it on friendship. I get it, but why are you so stuck on specifying that you want friends? And I, I don't, it's kind of weird to me because I'd be like, um, well, you want a friendship that leads to a relationship or you just want friends. So, and I, I can answer that. I think, um, being a veteran of both the old school and the new school, as well as in person, <laughs> I, I can, I understand why women, and, and a, we have a woman here to confirm this or deny this, but a lot of the, the things that they say is is a reaction to the, the conversation and the attention they've been getting. So they might have ran into a couple of guys who are trying to get into their pants so off, so quickly. Somebody is trying to get into a relationship or some foreigner looking for a visa to try to marry that they have to put on their page, I am looking for friends. They don't mean that. They mean I'm looking for somebody that I want to eventually be with. Most of the time, some people are just looking for friends. Maybe they just want, you know, a friend with benefits or something like that. I mean, nowadays they're starting to let you specify exactly what you're looking for. But when you hear, when you see that, I'm just looking for friends. That's a, I run that, I used to run that red light all the time. Like, I know what you really mean. You're, you're, you're trying to put that out there so that I don't do anything stupid and eject myself from the conversation too early. You're trying to help me understand that friendship is the way in. Right. So and once I, appropriate. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so I don't do anything, anything. Right. So um, that, that brings up it, a point. Like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Sean, you said something yeah. about how it brings you and Rob, you've said this before in previous episodes, how it brings you to a platform with like-minded people that are looking for things that you're looking for. And with yeah. all the disdain that I have for it, Chuck, I do think that the positive is that you are there with like-minded people. However, Rob, you mentioned this before too, you have found a way to identify based on the app that you're on, what person is about what based on the app right. that you find them on. But some I would argue that. and say that that's not the case. Everybody's just everywhere. But I actually wish that there was some organization to the shit. That like mm -hmm. stay in your lane, right? If you're here for this, go here. If you're here for so, this, go there. But it's it, add, it's hard to identify that. So here's the thing. I, I I know which sites to go for what type of thing. In my opinion, and we'll ask Ramona what her opinion is on this. 
Um, but my opinion, when you get to the tenders and stuff, it's the tender is probably the most superficial, most frivolous, most non-meaningful exchange that you can probably have uh, out of all of them. I would say a, a site like Hinge or Bumble uh, will, will <clears throat> probably give you a little more a better chance but here's the thing everybody's usually on on most of them anyway so it's not like there's different pools but different sites have different setups that kind of let you know uh with experience what you're gonna find there's tag.com where that's like the live links of online it's pretty much <laughs> the lowest of the low the bottom of the totem pole you know if you're tagged you know you, you're gonna get tagged um, but yeah, so, and then there's BLK, you know, sites that don't put any money in, into their sites and all kind of things. So you kind of know, so, you know, usually it kind of goes like the, the freer the site, you know, uh, the more urine that's going to be in that dating pool. Usually. But she's disagreeing though. So she what's your okay, right. perspective? What's the latest what's your perspective? perspective? So my thought was, you know, if, because mama always said you get what you pay for, right? And not right. that we are trying to buy dates, but we we figure, I figure like this. A quality, but more quality people would be somewhere where you have to pay. Why? Because you have a little bit of skin in the game. So if I'm paying for a membership, this is what my thought was. I was wrong. If I'm paying a membership and I'm, and I'm trying to, because I want to vet out your, uh, somebody said, okay, Cupid. Your POF. I met my my husband, but but before I met him, POF was in that in the tag category. All of those, right? right. Facebook dating, all of that, right? And so, um, and and I just in my mind, I just thought, yeah, if if somebody's paying something, then then it's gonna be quality, a little bit more of a quality. And no, I found that I ended up paying for a year's no, I did six months, a six month subscription, and it was just as much foolery. Mm. As it was with the free ones, and I'm like, well, if I'm gonna get, if I'm going to get the same result, because then I was like, well, maybe it's me, maybe nobody's checking for me, but I don't think that that's what it was. And then going back, somebody had said something about how women are, or how they're being vetted as to going on trips and all those, and, and travel, travel, and and what you do for a living and all those things. The other side of that is somewhere the word on the street is when somebody comes from out of town. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a larger size girl, you know. And so somewhere the word on the street is, and, and this has been in my 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 um experience, that all you got to do is find you somebody that you perceive as lonely, you perceive as all, all these different things, and then, you know, say, you know, give her a couple of compliments, and she'll move you right on into the crib. And so for me, I was, you know, like, I'm like, is, are y'all reading a, a welcome packet or something? Because that's not what's happening here. Wow. Maybe it was Ramona. I don't know. But it, that's no, no, no. my experience. And everybody, everybody just moved up here. Right? Everybody, right. Don't, they're not working or they got some sort of uh, medical um, ailment that keeps them from working and all these different things. And so, yeah, it, is that it, is damn. That's what's going on on the other side. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. For me, I, I, there's some people that get on there and they match with people that they like, and they swipe right on people that they're interested in. I never subscribed to that. I used to subscribe to that, and I found out how much of a waste of time that was. 
because it's an unlimited pool. So what I would do, I swipe on everything that they send me. Swipe right. Just pop, 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 pop. And don't I only, yeah, just pop, pop, pop. And yeah, sometimes you'll get some unattractive <laughs> people. Sometimes you'll get some people from communities that I'm not members of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, they, they're inboxing you. Hey, what's up? I'm like, oh, who is this? Who is this dude? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so, so, you know, so, you know, t- later in the game, I started swiping a little slower. But back before that, it was just bang, 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 bang. And then whoever responds, then I'll know that's that's who. Yeah, yeah. Whoever responds, that's who I know, you know, we can we can talk to. Because why am I going to sit here and type a whole uh, sonnet and soliloquy of words to somebody and they're never going to respond to me? They're never going to get this message. I'm sitting here trying to build a, a connection and have a whole long lengthy and they're like, so you know, so you just went for the carpet bomb approach instead. Yeah, Fine. yeah. Hey, hey, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll sort paste. the dead. We'll copy right. paste. You got copy and paste. You got sort the dead bodies out after the bomb blows up the house, and then you see, then you see All what's right. for you. All right. So I got a question for everybody else on here, right? So yeah. question number one is: If you're just looking to get laid, what dating app are you using first? Tag. Tinder. <laughs> Tag. Tag. Tinder. Chuck. Easily. Uh, I, I've never been on that industry, so I use them all. I use all the apps. Okay, Ramona. But I need a little bit more. I need a little bit more if I'm trying to get in bed with somebody. If you just want a one night stand, what app are you going to? It's tagged. It's tagged. Yep. Okay. Uh, so if you want, I don't know about right. tag, so I, right. I don't even know about so it. So if you're looking for a relationship, someone to lock it down with, what what's the best app for that? Hinge. Hinge. I feel like Hinge. Okay. I mean, no, I, I met my girlfriend on Tinder. So, uh, and I've met some decent women on Hinge, but I did meet my girlfriend on Tinder. So you just said Tinder was the best place to get laid. In you did right say now. that though. Yeah, well, so, it, it is. I didn't so, say it wasn't. Right. <laughs> so Tinder's just but, uh, the best site, or what? Yeah. I mean, I would say I would say Tinder is the best site, and here's the reason why. I'm an IT I, guy, so I can tell you from an engineering perspective. Um, their algorithms that they use are absolutely unbeatable. They actually have it um, before I left Tinder because I'm on none of the sites right now. They have a feature where um, you can meet up just for coffee. So what it'll do is their algorithm will say that for these X amount of people that are in this vicinity that want to meet with coffee for coffee, I'm going to compile them together on this little um, this little subnet of people and allow them to try to pair with each other. So it basically differentiate the people who are out here to date. And then it was like, oh, we want to meet for coffee. And then maybe that coffee can turn to something else. Yeah. But I've had a chance from the IT perspective to examine all of them. Black is definitely by far, unfortunately, the worst. Their database is terrible. But Hinge is cool. But um, Hinge is extremely monetary forward. I mean, a lot of them, they, may, they all are. But Hinge is very monetary forward. To even move forward, you got to pay money to do this and that. Um, Tinder, it, it just has so many free features and allows you the most success in my See, and that's that's interesting. I'm an IT guy too, and that's a part of this that we have not talked about yet, but that's a huge part of the online dating portion that 99.999% of the, the normal person doesn't even think about, and if you look back mm-hmm. to the late 90s, early 2000s, it started with eHarmony.com's ability to algorithm you into a person that was exactly right for you. And so it is it like at the backbone of it all, Tinder probably is 
the most technologically advanced and solid. And in my mind, even though I grew up on Match.com and eHarmony and they were all there first, I attribute online dating and the whole swipe left, swipe right thing. I attribute that to Tinder. And I always felt like that was the strongest, most established, best place. Being an IT guy, I felt like it probably had the best backbone to it, the most, you know, knowledge to it. Uh, most security, right? But then as time went on, as I got out of my divorce and two, three years went by, I quickly was told and quickly learned, well, Tinder's the place you want to go to hook up. And if you're on there messaging and dropping lines and you're you're saying this, this, and that, they're just going to go mm-hmm. look the other way because they're not looking for these long-winded yeah. conversations. They want these one-liners. That's, what are you doing? Let's get it right now. Say. Let's go do it right now. And I'm like, oh, now I'm looking in the wrong place, but I yeah. thought Tinder was the best place to go. So I was going to add. That's exactly what I was going to add. Sorry, Rob. Like the way that the modern person thinks. So the dating um, market, sexual marketplace is flooded by young people. Young people don't like to read and they don't like to spend a lot of time doing things. So they rather be instantly gratified. Yeah. Um, The thing about it is the IT component does make a big difference when I'm when I'm on a site and I'm trying to figure out um, how I can narrow the area to where I am or, you know, just, you know, just all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tinder is number one and BLK's IT stands for it's trash because it literally is trash. Um, I'm looking at, it's like, it's crazy. You got people on there who haven't been on there. Uh, I matched with a a friend of mine. Like I haven't been on there in like four years. I'm like, well, why are they still cycling your, your picture through? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it's crazy. It doesn't purge. Right, yeah, yeah, it's just a weird database. So for me, and, uh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, so for me, I'm shocked that you said that Hinge makes you pay for stuff because I haven't paid for anything on Hinge, and I know that every other site like Tinder and Bumble will be like, "Oh, these five people like you, these ten people like you," but you got to pay to see who they are. Um, with Hinge, Hinge does the same thing. They do the with same Hinge. Thing. No, that Hinge is my baby. Hinge literally will line everybody up that likes you and it'll line up everybody that I like that likes me back. And it'll just be like, it'll go through each one. Like, Oh, three people liked you back. All right, cool. Let me go through, see who, see if I like them. I can see them. Here's where that's incorrect. I think the difference there might be that Tinder's doing all the work saying these people match you and Hinge is saying these people might might match you and now it's on you you to figure it out and make it work. Tinder's making it work for you. But what I'm saying is with Tinder, I got to pay to see who matched me. With Hinge, I will see everybody who matched me. And also... You're paying and for also, to do the work for you, though. You're and Chuck's also, doing the work on Hinge. Chuck's making the connection on Hinge. Right. Tinder, and Tinder, also... Yeah. Go ahead. And also... No, no, no. I'm saying people can see my profile and like it. But also on Hinge, they will send me things in my email all the time. They'll be like, you're so compatible with so-and-so. Now, on Tinder, they'll do that. You're compatible with this person, and it, I don't have nothing in common. But literally, in Hinge, it'll be like... Somebody that wants kids, because I always pick people that like kids or open to kids. I always pick them women. I pick the women who, who look a certain way. They're referring my type to me. They're referring the, like, the same stats to me. So I'm like, mm, I'd be feeling like hens be way more on point so, than my so compatibility and everything else. But I could be wrong. Tinder's claim to charging you for that would be that their accuracy is higher once they match you. But what you're saying is you're finding that to be opposite, that the free service is actually doing yeah. better. 
Yes. That's not yes. true. And here's and here's how. And I've got the chance to study Hinge. Again, IT guy talking. I, I've picked up the algorithm. This is what Hinge does. Hinge takes all the number one rated chicks that you guys like you will pick on and swipe right on. Now, what the they do, the standouts and what they do with their algorithm, because it's 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 all math for every 500 likes this person get. We're going to make sure that they get put in the category where you can only talk to them if you have a rose. What do you got to right. do with those roses? You have to pay for those roses and you only right. probably get like a, like a few per month for free. Tinder, however, will allow you to look at everybody unlimitedly. It's just they cap you off on a daily basis, like or how many 24 hour period. Then you refresh. That's paying for it. That's paying for it. Tinder, listen, that's what I'm saying. You're tweeting. On Hinge, you gotta you get one free rose every single week. My refresh date is Sunday. I know because I go on there Sunday and be like, then who gonna get my rose this week? Okay. But on Tinder, the only way you will get more standout, more stars is if you buy them. You will not get no more unless you bought them mugs. You will not get none. Listen to what you just said. Hinge gets you to re-engage every Sunday when you get a new rose. Tinder gets you to re-engage every 24 hours when you get a new fresh set of 50 likes. Every 24 hours you're re-engaging. Your chances are higher when you re-engage every 24 hours. 50 swipes times seven days. We have 350 swipes, likes a week. But you're sending one rose on a Sunday? One rose in a Sunday, right? And they. But hear me out. What I'm saying is, if y'all Tinder does the same thing, I mean Tinder does the thing where they make you give stars to stand out. That's the rose. They give you stars. You will not get not one star unless you buy that mug. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Somebody did the math and said that Tinder's accuracy results are higher, so we're going to start charging for this mug. And you can't see the accuracy of the results unless they match you. But Tinder does. The people deciding that this is a paid service already did that math for you and said, our service works better, and that's why we're charging you. Hinge can't charge you because they know better. They know better. They know their accuracy is low. But on Tinder, you're not going to see who liked you unless they liked you. Let's both So if you say say girl A and B, I like girl A, the only way I'm going to know who girl A is is if she found me on the profile and liked me too. But Tinder's going to say, a girl likes you. Do you want to know who it is? If you want to know, you got to pay. It's a cap. So they all have um, means because they didn't do this business to get in it for free. However, one thing that Tinder does allow you to do is it will cycle those same people in your little rotation. I've seen it many times. The only thing a star does is allow a woman, like it puts you in the top of her list. Now, keep also this in mind. If you're swiping on the most beautiful women on Tinder, I guarantee you, I guarantee fucking to you, you're probably yes. number 150th on her list. So nice. that star doesn't make her like you even more. You're still going to be in the bottom of a barrel unless she absolutely decides it. So they're right in charging for this service for the idiots who will actually pay for it. Now, I've, you know, I've done it. I've done the free trials where it actually mattered, you know, where you get a limited amount of swipes for 10 bucks. Hell yeah, I'll take that all day. But so, you're still going to see the same people. So would you say, because you've done the IT side of this, you've done all the math and the research, would you say it's worth paying for the yearly gold, premium, platinum, Rob, CQ special fucking subscriptions? <laughs> um, it, also, it really depends on what your uh, goals are. If your goal is to find the right one, I highly would um, suggest you stay away from that method because with that, you're going to get an influx 
and a um, steady influx of women who might actually be interested in you. And it's, I mean, serial dating does work and it's cool, but it can be overwhelming. So if your thing is to just have fun and just date, then yes, absolutely do that. But if you're just trying to find a one, narrow that list down and don't overwhelm yourself. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Makes sense. cool. I got a question. So, um, Ms. Ramona, question to you. Yes. Um, what are some of the the obvious red flags online dating that you would look for or, or, or come across, I'll say, not looking for them, but what are some of the obvious red flags and some of the obvious green flags? I know you're currently married. So what were some of the green flags about this one and some of the red flags about the others that failed to make the cut? <laughs> so, and I'm going to tell y'all, when I started to talk about this, don't y'all go judging me. I'm just saying. Uh, but like... You know, so so the, the one I mentioned about once we exchange information, there really is no need to stay inside the app, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so so for me, it was that's number one about you know communication outside the app. Number two, it doesn't take a whole week or two or, or an entire month before we actually connect. I get it, schedules are busy, but if but but if you've taken the time to meet somebody, exchange information, if you're serious about meeting somebody or or trying to see where this goes, then you're going to make some time, at least going back to what SB said, for coffee. And I think there, there was an app I used to be on called Coffee and Bagels, that same concept. But yeah. but it, it would be, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's the thing. If it's coming like two, three weeks or it's two, three months and we ain't met yet, like, bruh, you don't have no room. You don't have time for a woman in your life, right? That's number, that's that one. The, 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 uh, the third one is... After we communicate offline, yeah. um, and going back to the protection of myself, I actually use the BCA to BCA. find out about the Bureau of Criminal, Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. To oh, find okay. out yeah. She took what, it. Yeah. That's, what's happening. Right? That's real shit, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So I met this guy. And so he told me his name was Whoopty Band, whatever his name was, right? Then... <laughs> I always give people the 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 number to my job. Well, I don't work anymore. But anyway, so the actual so their number would co come up on the caller ID. Didn't matter what when it came when you was calling my job, whatever it was, what the name was is what it was. So I'm like, okay. So you told me your name was Mike Jones, but this coming up like you know Mark Smith or something, you know. And so then I'm like, because mm, because I, I I am a little coy and I tr and I want to get the information from you. All I need is your first name, your last name, and your date of birth. And so and then this this is where it gets serious. But but basically, I'm like, you know, I got a lot of family here. What's your you know? I want to make sure we ain't related or nothing before we get this thing started. So boom, they give me their last name, and then I'm like. You know, I'm a Pisces. My birthday's in March. When's your birthday? So if I know your age and I get you telling me my date of birth and it ain't trickery, I got to stay safe out here. So I did that one time to this guy and um, come to find out he was convicted of first degree murder. Mm. And so now we hadn't met yet, but now I got to ease out this thing because I hadn't told him he don't know exactly where I work, but he see my pictures and I kind of told him some of the places I frequent. So I had to slowly back out of that thing. So so my the, those are my three major ones is talking to me, you know, outside the app, right. meeting within a reasonable amount of time, and yeah. then and then and, and not necessarily in that order, but then also sliding by to see if you got right, you know, right. support, whatever. Okay. 
so even before we get to that point, though, and that's very good information. Okay. But before that, just on the page, are there certain things? Is there certain like I don't know if if they misspell a word that they know they should be able to spell? Are you gonna, you know, say nah? You got to be the spelling champion to well, get I, my attention. Or, or I stutter, so no, I stutter okay. at times, so no. Um, yeah. I would say okay. So within conversation, then I would say if you're a person that's that's okay. So I'm fifty, right? Right. When I met my my husband, I was forty. Was I forty seven? And so, if you're in your forties and you still talking about bending the block and selling drugs, because everybody has a past, and I don't, I don't, I'm who am I to judge? So I don't, I don't, I don't penalize somebody for their past. But I need it to be your past, you know. So if you still out here talking about you on the block, you're not really the guy for me. I'm very, I'm very much an extrovert, but I need to know I'm safe when I'm with you, and I don't need you riding in the car with me. And then they see me later, and next thing you know, they say, "Oh, I see homie. Let me go ahead and pop her." So what? Just whatever, yeah, you know. Maybe yeah, it's yeah. but 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 that the, the conversation has to fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that age. Are there any physical um, physical attributes that would make you to swipe past somebody? Pictures. Like, what do you see in the pictures? That you don't like. Swipe left. I saw this. Bye bye. Yeah. Right. Um, and some people have some bogus pictures. But here's the thing, and and, and I don't mean disres- any disrespect to anybody, but like if you have pictures or you send me pictures where you're um dealing with a medical condition, I'm not signing up to be anybody's nurse. I'm just keeping it real. And so, like I had this guy one time, he sent me a picture of himself and he's he was having dialysis. And I just was like, Wow. That ain't because we, you know, we exchanged a couple of messages. Then he sent me a picture. Because yeah. you know how people put up pictures from like 1980? No, I need yeah. to see how you looking right now. Yeah. You know, and so that so the pay so pictures, um, yeah, that probably something like that. Or if you sending me, and I don't okay, here's a question for you for the guys, and maybe y'all don't do this. We don't like dick pics. Why do men send dick pics? So I'll tell you why. I okay. know. Because in a, in, <laughs> yeah. in an unknowledgeable man's uh, a man that doesn't know women, he assumes that there are. I don't know if he's watched too many adult films. But he assumes that there are women just out there, just waiting. They're just horny and they're ready to go. Okay. And this is gonna be, you know, what I'm saying. Oh, once they see this, like they've never wow. seen it before. And I think, and I think, no matter, gonna, yeah, this is gonna sound vulgar, but I don't think no matter who you are, right, and or the size or lack thereof of your penis, we all believe that women want bigger and better, and that's the trick. So if you're there, you're yeah. gonna send it because that's what they're thinking about, and I'm gonna make this right. impression. I don't send dick pics ever. Ever, never no. have, never will. Even if you ask me, it's like an uncomfortable. Why are we doing this? Let's just do the thing in the real life. Like, what's this all about, right? Like, yeah. I don't understand that from a man's perspective. I don't understand why yeah. dudes do it. I see yeah. that, that women it's... don't like it. But you said yeah. something, Ramona, too, that brought up my question about like the online dating and like how it changes. Like, it changes so much about it. So you had said a couple things like inadvertently, right? Like. You you search somebody and before you ever met him, you found out some stuff about him that you're glad you had found out before you met him. He was a felon, convicted this and that, right? And then there's uh, the, the the guy with the disabilities. You found that out before you met him. But my question is, where does a guy with disabilities go then? 
if not online? Where does a convicted felon who's rehabbed go if not online, right? That's where the advantage in person comes in. Like, hey, you're not going to get to know all the dirty, grimy shit that you're going to judge me for until after I made an impression on you. Now that you like me, now we can talk about some of these other things that are uncomfortable. Now you're not going to take a pass on me because you like me and you know me as a person. Where online, you're like, nope, bye. Don't got time for that. Yeah. Uh, yep. I could, so, so let me go back to the to the, the felon. Not necessarily a felon. So, so, so my thing is, is that I just I am um, just some some no nos off the top. I can't. I, I I don't. I'm not interested in dating anybody who has any sexual crime against them, reformed or not, or um, an abuse. You know, reformed or not. And so, and murder. I can't do murder. I just I can't. And I mean, I get it. But I, I can't. And so so my thing, and I'm not rude or nothing, and I don't ghost them. I will, I will, you know, kind of just back out. And no doubt they probably already understand why. And I've had I've had different ones tell me straight up. But I, I just think that if um, I'm a survivor of abuse, the physical yeah. abuse in my first marriage, I'm also a, a survivor of incest, being fully on because I you know, I, I teach, I help young people with that. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I'm I'm yeah, I'm real. Yeah, yeah. And so, so those two speak to the depths of what my experiences are that I just can't maneuver. Yeah, and so and they go. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't go there. That just means not for you. You're not the person for me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say you don't do murder, what about self defense? Is it is there, is there any gray area with that? Is all murder created equal, or is it is there any? Uh, okay, well maybe this story checks out. And it makes sense. Maybe I, the murderer was protecting his family. Right. Um, I don't, I mean, and this also, let me go back. This is this, I've been online dating for a while. And right. so now that I've reached this point, like my late forties going into, into now 50. Um, I think that understanding that, you know, people can be reformed. It, it would, I would just have to like hear the conversation like for real, right, 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 because right. you like you said, if, if, if you were protecting a, a family member or a child of yours, right. or um, I do know somebody who was who was convicted of uh, vehicular uh, manslaughter or something, and what it was, they were committing a crime, mm-hmm. and they ended up killing somebody, hitting somebody with their car in the process, yeah. and so and they did their time and they were out, but I just was like, because mm. now. Goes- that goes back to my whole theory about if you're explaining, you're losing. If I have to explain to you all of that and you just can't accept like the, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like, if I have to go that far in, you're probably not the one for me. Right. Cause now I'm explaining in well, major detail. And- I think, I think and so, some things require an explanation. Like some things you have to explain in order to have a, have a chance. I think uh, now if it's something that, uh, if it's it's like if you know you're innocent, if I'm innocent of something that I've been convicted of, I will explain my innocence. I will defend myself just as I would in a in a court of law or to any human or whatever. It's like I know I didn't do it. If there was something that I was guilty of, and I got to explain why I was guilty and how I was guilty, and and it's like, well, maybe I, I'll save that story. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends on how strongly you feel about your innocence in that if you feel like you're being misjudged 
that's true. Or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Then right. I would explain. If not, then right. yeah, it is. It ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? But I will. I will ask this to uh, Sean. Same question: Is there any automatic red flags that you would pass on, or any automatic green flags back in the times when you were on the dating site? Um, <clears throat> for me personally, and not to offend anybody, um, I mean, but, but you know, we have a woman here. Uh, I automatically pass on women with children, and for the simple fact is because I don't have any, and um, it's not it's not something that I mean, I love kids, I do, but um, it just really wasn't something I was looking for. I'm more like, let me. I would rather start my own family than be added into right. one. Right. Um, that and also. I'm very old fashioned, even though I've been very self-sufficient, I'm a pretty damn good cook on my own right. And not to be cocky, it's very rare that I find a woman who could cook better than me, but um, I would like for her to actually do it. You'd be surprised how many people I run into that just don't know how to cook or know where the kitchen is. And right. yeah, I mean, that, it's a red flag. Is it completely you know, eliminating you? Not necessarily, but the kids thing is though. Gotcha, gotcha. So so, Rob, one of the things that I've noticed when we've done these different podcasts is that whether it's the male perspective, the female perspective, we seem to all be looking for people of like kind with like interests who who, yeah. who opposite of you. You want you want the pizza in the drink, but most people want someone who can yeah. cook a pizza with them. Right. You want the person who's going to make the drink, whatever you, you, you know, but it seems like most people online are looking for people yeah. with similar interests, people with similar skill sets, people from similar walks of life. My biggest curiosity, right, coming out of it, my biggest struggle, I guess, with it is the more uh, surface level stuff like. The rules, like what pictures should you not have? What pictures should you have? What should you say? Right, what right, should right. you not say, right? In your profile yeah. and in your first few messages, because that's really what gets you into these deeper yeah. portions of the online dating. It's cracking the egg and it's cracking I, the ice and it's I, it's that sort of stuff. I would say as far as the rules, I would say really, I mean, there are some things that you would typically see. You see the the travel pics, women complain about men and the fish pics, you know, and and we already talked about the the penis pics and things like that that you might not want to send. Um, but the but I think really it is just finding yourself. I mean, this is cliche, but it's really just finding yourself and your brand and what you want to put out there and make sure that you're sticking, being consistent to yourself and consistent to your brand what it is that you want people to know about you. Now, I I personally think just dealing with women, and this is in person, and this is online, and this is everything. I personally think, fundamentally think, that you lose power with every ounce of thirst you uh, show. Every drip drop of Thirst, I think I don't, I don't think that makes sense. But interest. every interest, every drop of interest yep. that you show that is, I think, two interest. E, I got a GED, so these words ain't coming out right right now. <laughs> but right, it's act, it's activating. <laughs> but whatever, whenever you're doing too much, how about that? Whenever I think you're doing too much, you become less attractive to women. Yeah, so he, he who yeah. likes the other one more is automatically losing. 
the the person exactly the person who cares least always is dominates the relationship now this is an interesting philosophy because boys to men and a lot of uh 90s romance movies told me that i should care 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 and be as romantic and sappy and and oh just all this love and just i need you and if you i can't breathe without you and you're the sunshine of my life and, uh you know all that right and um that's not that just puts you behind the eight ball so i, I would say in person and online you have to create an environment to where they want you if not more but just as much as you want them and the only way to do that is to pretend like you don't be genuine or pretend like you don't want like you don't want them until you really don't want them so you're not being genuine so that's an oxymoron though you have to fake it you gotta fake it until you make it and then that's not genuine though so you you gotta not care you have to not care that's really what it is in my in my critique of that of we have your of that logic, I think it goes against. Um, I think it can win in a pimps and hoes mentality. Like, if I care less, then I'm I'm winning in that way, and I'm gonna be good. But I think in a more heel perspective, it says that I shouldn't. And this is just my in my brain, I should not be in any bond where I have to care less in order for it to work. And that's just my personal opinion. 100%. And I would say that in traverse, I would say that any woman should not be with any man if she has to care less for it to work. I think that that's a sign of self-love. If you love yourself, you're not going to be giving your time and attention to somebody who don't fucking care about so, you like that. So, and that's a bigger I, issue. Can I say this? This is where I, I misunderstood. I'm not talking about being in a relationship where this is the case. That has its own separate rules. I'm talking about just to get general interest off the top. When you uh, when you put yourself in a into a woman, especially if she has a lot of fandom, when you put yourself as another fan, you are not special to her. You are just another number. You're 100, number 127. They don't care about your roles. They don't care about your special star like or anything like that. You're just another number. You have to somehow. Uh, put out in the air into the atmosphere that you are someone to be taken seriously. You are to be desired. You are a prize. And how you do that, I believe in my, now this goes against everything. Like I said, this is not a popular opinion. This goes against what boys to men told you, but in my opinion, that that way is to not be as interested outwardly that as you might be in inwardly. I think when you do that, you run down the hill and you'll get some, but if you walk down the hill, you'll get them all. You just gotta be cool. You just got to be cool and you gotta relax and, I, and you chill. That's all. I agree, and, with and your I agree with that rhetoric. I just call it something different. So where you right. say gotta care less, I yeah. say you gotta give your time and attention to like what's most important in your life. So like for me, I'm like, because okay. this person is new to my life. She's not going to get that much of my time and attention because I got work, friends, jobs, kids, right? Um, all other things that I can give my time and attention to. And I'm going to do that because I want her to earn what the, her space in my heart, I guess. I don't want to just give it to her, which boys to men taught us to just give it to her. 
I believe like let me occupy my time and space with all the things that was in my life before I met you and yeah. we'll eventually work up more time into my life more interest in my life but I'm not just about to hang up everything because again I'm vetting you I don't even know you I don't even know if you're good for my life to be I'm honest if I just inject you in my life because I'm interested then I'm fucking up so let me keep you outside my life and give you the amount of time that that makes sense to give you based on how close we are. And then as we grow closer, I'll give you more time and all that. Now it ain't going to hurt that bad if if yeah. if you happen to be cuckoo in some way or yeah. we happen yeah. to be inca- incompatible in some way because it ain't always about cuckoo-ness. Right. Then I can get you out of my life with no problems type shit. So, so but I wouldn't say that it's because I care less. Well, here's the thing. I agree with you a thousand percent. The only thing I would add is even if I ain't got nothing going on, if I am bored, if I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs, I'm just not going to pick up that first phone call just so you know that I'm not waiting for you. I'm not sitting by the phone waiting for you to call me. I think that has to be part of it. And you you can fake it or you can mean it. I started off faking it until I actually didn't care. Um, but the point is, it has to be on the other end has to receive the notification that your time is valuable. You're you can go either way. I think that creates a space for them to want you more <laughs> than you want them because I've seen what happens when you want, when I want them more than they want me, I end up simping. I end up getting uh, disappointed. I end up uh, coming second place to the Negro that don't care. Listen, I end up losing to Tomari Hante. Because yeah, I'm sitting right. here and I'm like, why does she like him? He doesn't, you know, he doesn't, uh, he's nothing. He doesn't do right. anything. He's bad. He's horrible. I'm, I'm everything. I'm love. I'm peace. I'm Brian McKnight in the flesh. Or <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm Brian McKnight's song in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? And then why don't you want me? And then she's over there, you know, knocking boots with Jodeci. So the point I'm trying to make is you can't be too thirsty, too available. I think women can smell that and they put you right in the, the simp so- trick. I know, I know, I know without even, and I'm going to let you chime in Ramona, but I know that that goes both ways. Cause I got personal experience where right. I recently tried harder and I knew that as soon as I started trying harder than I should, it was going to go the other way, which it yeah. did. But then when she went the other way to some other dude and she yeah. ended up trying too hard, dude didn't mm-hmm. want her. Guess who yeah. she called back again? She called me back again. And I'm like, right. guess who said no, bye. <laughs> I told her bye now. And now she's mad. And now she, you know, it's all full yeah. cycle, right? Now that yeah. I don't care, now she's calling me every day. But it's like, no, we just, yeah. this game just went in full circle. So go yeah. ahead. Go ahead, Ramona. So I'm going to just say, and, and the female list is probably going to try to point me out out of the lineup and come come from my whole soul when I say this. I, that, that, what you just, what all three of you just talked about bothers me. And the reason it bothers me is because like that whole, and I know I'm 50, so I know it's a generational thing. I get that. But like going back to what you said with boys to men in the 90s, Jodeci, H-Town, all of them, right? Like I think that our mothers have done us a disservice. Our moms. Because they taught us how to be strong but and not, I don't want to switch this to a biblical conversation. But for those right. women hollering, I don't need no man. I, you're lying. We was created like that, number one. Right. And so that whole premise of he too thirsty, 
I want you to be thirsty for me because I'm gonna fill your cup up. Like that's okay. how I approach, right? So I, that really bothers me that, and my brother and I had a conversation about this once, and it bothers me that a man can't admire you, he can't give you a compliment or or buy you a drink or something without, ooh, girl, he thirsty. Like that bugs my soul. But I think it's because our moms have have uh, created us to be. Um, strong and independent. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want a man, if you really want a man in your life, you got to make room for him in your life. You might have been a single mom raising three kids by yourself for years. But a man, first of all, a man needs to be able to, men like to, to, to be the man. And so that means that they want to, they want to lead and guide and teach and raise the family. And there's no room for that. And so yeah. like that whole premise it bugs me because it's like yeah. going back to what you said, Ken. You know, you kind of pressed. You know, you you pursued. I'm gonna forget pressed. You pursued yeah. her. She kind of yeah. was like, yeah, you coming on too strong. And she go over here to Buddy, and so now she she chasing Buddy, and Buddy's right. like, I got options, boo boo, and 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 then and then curbed her. And now, yeah. hey Ken, what you doing? No, yeah. no, yeah. Yeah. bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think. And I think it really comes down to um, it's just I think it's creating value. And I think once you show anything that you're more interested in it than it is in you, then you lose some of that value. And I hate that it has to be this kind of power struggle. I prefer it not to be uh, And deep down in my soul. I am a product of the 80s and 90s and all of these things I do have reserved, you know, pillow talk and all of that for the, the one, but at the same time, leading with that has always proven to be uh, a detriment to whatever objective I had, whether it was romance or, or something just physical. Whenever I led with the the simpery, as, as they would call it these days, uh, I always- uh, But see, you just said it, these yeah. days. Where we're from, yeah. Rob, we were taught right. to right. lead with the simpery. It wasn't simpery, it was called pimpery. When yeah. we were raised, you called were taught- Mac. Mac, you were macking, right? You game. Were, you say this, it's a game. You just like you're spitting constantly, right? And right. Just, and, and now it's like you're doing too much. Get away from me! And so yeah. Mona says something about, you know, mothers have raised. You know, it's a generational thing. Mothers have raised women to be strong and on their own. Now I also believe because my ex-wife said this a lot. She gave our marriage like very little chance and it was all based on what she saw her aunt go through took back the same dude like four times and it never changed right and her mom mm-hmm. kept pounding at her head look what your aunt did look at it. if you leave him it's once and it's done and don't go back because your aunt so i think there's a lot of younger girls younger than us right or even girls our age maybe that have looked at their moms their aunts their grandmas right been played who've gone back to the same man two, three, four times, who've been married two, three, four, five times. It's the same thing every time. So the young girl now goes, well, I'm just not going to do that at all because previous Mm -hmm. experience has taught me it ain't worth it. So I'm just going to live on their experience, not my own. And they're not even giving love and romance a chance. And that's where we're like, from our generation, we're like trying to give it all the chances. But now we got so many bad experiences of yeah. other people's, like uh, a, uh, an experience of someone else, a shared experience is still your own, right? And so people live off of shared experiences, and we're just, I don't know, it's all messy out there. It's super yeah. messy. And then you throw the online dating thing into it, and like, yeah, it, it you is. Got, 
but but I would say this, and you're right. I think it's a society thing. Um, we can't alleviate or uh, we can't uh, dismiss the the accountability that some of the men in these women's life has failed them. Um, you know what I'm saying? And that could be a reason why they turn away or decide to be more independent. And it can go all the way from, you know, generational things to societal things to racial things to all type of. But here we are, however we got here. Um, and we should know why we got here, but here we are regardless. And what do we do with that information? And for me, I've always just, I've always, I've always felt that it's easier. I think it's more attractive for a woman to meet a guy who is, uh, and like I said, we have a woman here, so I don't have to, she can, you know, give her input, but I think it's, it's more attractive for her to, to, to meet a guy who is, uh less interested and uh becomes interested later more so than it is somebody who just leads with total interest and and here's because here's here's what i'm saying the serious guy can always it's easier for the serious guy to have a sense of humor than it is for the the funnier guy to be serious if that makes sense. It's like you can watch Denzel. Um, he can do a comedy and you, you'll be funny. But then trying to see uh, uh, who's somebody goofy. Uh, uh, Seth Rogen do a serious movie. It doesn't. You kind of be like, come on, where's the joke? Uh, Seth, there's a joke coming soon. No, it's yeah, not. So you're, you're totally speaking from the male perspective when you say that. Though. I, this is this is in my. So let's throw this to. I feel, I feel like you're 100 percent wrong. I feel like a woman wants a man to fawn over them, and we. That's just what they have... think they want. That's what they want from. They have that already. Like that, they can find that. That doesn't even turn them All on. Right. That's... All right, go ahead, Mona, because Rob's talking from his own perspective. Yeah. yeah. So okay. <laughs> Wow, what do I mean? Okay, so so my thought about that is this. Like, I, I still think it's generational, right? And so you're talking to somebody who, you know, boys to me, all of the things. And so I I was always taught that men love to pursue women, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like, and you, but you have to allow them to pursue you. So some people, they just be like, girl, I don't care. He did this, he did that or whatever. But I really think that if we're able to get... If, if we're able to 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 get to know you, you pursue me in a way that's not sexual because okay let me just keep it real yeah. during my online dating you know or, or face-to-face at times right i would get the oh girl you think oh look at that booty look at the you know all of the things i got that stuff all the time but what set my husband apart was he yeah he noticed me it was right. his eye but he didn't he wasn't touching me every time he looked around but gotcha. conversations, I was like, like he would just, and, and I didn't feel like I was being finessed, but it was genuine because here we are three, three, years, three years in, and he's still that right. same person that it, it starts up here. It starts there. Chuck, me, Chuck, can you mute your phone? Can you mute? I hear a lot of feedback on you right now. So you're just Bye saying that. like the interest was genuine and he spoke your love language when he gave it to you. And we yes. talked about that, Rob. You got to deliver yeah. it the right way. You got to speak the right language. Yeah. And I think women are really intuitive in finding out whether we're 
just throwing the game out there to see if we can win or if we're mm-hmm. being genuine about it. Like, you know, if you're touching all mm-hmm. the time, you're obviously going after one thing. But if you're if you're doing it with words and, you know, yeah. dinners and dates, it's probably about something yeah. else. Well, and then, too, there's different types of touch. Some people love languages, physical touch. So if you're right. rubbing a back or a shoulder, you right. know, it that's just might one be thing. what But rubbing is. the inner thigh is like, uh, that's yeah. sending a different message. Right. It's definitely sending a different message. So, And then I'm going to tell you this, too. Like, going back to, Rob, you said that, that that's they don't, they don't want that or that's what they think they want or whatever. I'm going yeah. to just keep it. And I tell him this, and he laughs every time. But when we, we met, middle of COVID, March 28th, 2020 is when we met, right? Mm-hmm. There was nothing to do. Like, what are we going to do? And right. so um, we went, got some takeout, sat in the park, and we was on a six-hour date. Like, we were sitting in the park talking, chopping it up. I had this little, this little card game. Some of the cards, some of the questions was a little risque. As, you know, they would get to know you questions, but some they were about mm. sex, relationships, whatever. So anyway, um, and so basically where I'm going with that is, is that women, see, we get called our, our perception of what we want when we're forward about it, then we got to be all kinds of whores and all of the right. things, right? I'm gonna keep it all the way real. When the the vibe, we, the vibe was there on the phone. Once mm-hmm. we met and we we had a six hour date, so yes. the vibe is, is getting stronger. And I'm gonna tell you when 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 I when I he can, and I allowed him to pick me up at my house, which never happens. That's why people can't believe yeah. that story. Anyway, um, yeah. women know. He said yeah. he knew that I was going to be his wife. I knew that I wanted to engage yeah. in physical activity with him because okay. I was physically yeah. Okay. All right. So we're, we're getting mm-hmm. along here. So I'm going to just ask this one question. You kind of touched on it a little bit here. Yeah. So it sounds like you, it sounds like Mona, you really appreciate kind of when, uh, when it gets like it, you've, t- you've said that you, you will bring it face to face. You'll bring it off the app you'll bring it to the phone number you'll bring it to the date you'll bring it to the real life shit probably a little bit quicker than some would which tells me that you appreciate a little bit more of that old school let's meet face to face let's get to know each other that way so uh do you still prefer or how do you feel when somebody were to approach you in in just like a, a public space and and try to holler at you that way the old school way outside of online day. how do you feel about that um i enjoyed that better just okay. because now i get to i get to see because there's something about a vibe there's something because right. you on the phone it's a little tough um through a screen that's a little tough but if i'm face to face i can kind of I can see your body language and see your movements and see your eye, your facial expressions. And, and, and that, so that gives me a little bit more yeah. of insight. Okay, so, so my follow-up to that is I've yeah. noticed that because I'm more of a, a, you know, old school in person, I prefer it that way. I do better that way. I have found over the last three, four years that that approach is less acceptable now it's actually a detriment to me i'm like get away from me you're creep what you're doing don't holler at me in person like uh don't compliment me uh. and but what would you say to other women who are responding that way to somebody who approaches them in in a real life space like that what would your advice be because i know we've had two other girls on here that have said the same thing so i'm curious what your advice would be to other women if you're looking to be with someone or settle down, you have to keep an open mind. And so don't automatically maybe put your 
previous experiences or shared experiences of what you've heard or seen growing up, take that person at face value, kind of, kind of deal with what's in front of you than what's be instead of what's behind you. Okay. Yeah. Cause the other two women pretty much said in, in same or similar words, girl, he's just trying to talk to you. Let him say hi. And right. smile or right. something. Do be something. Nice. Stop. Be don't, nice. be, don't be so defensive. Let him say hi. He just wants to say hi. But yet, yeah. I bet both of those same girls in a public space in that moment would probably de- deflect and defend the same way. Well, right? Yeah. It's like it's natural. It, it it is to a degree. I think not everybody has, not every man, especially today, will approach a woman with a certain level of respect that we would like, uh, you know, uh, or that women would like a man That's to true. approach them. So, a lot of times, like I said, you just might be. Uh, a product of the environment that you're in and sometimes online will serve you better because you know you can actually uh right. be seen that way because in person you're just walking up on a girl she's trying to get gas she's not thinking about you she's trying to get gas right. and twizzlers and now here you go hey you know what i'm saying and you throwing it off or she might be in a rush and now you're thinking like well times have changed but it could be just that but i will say this too before we go um any woman that gives it up early or wants to give it up early there, you know, everything is considered the timing and, and, and things. But I will say that for me, it's always been how it happens more so when it happens, because if it happens early and I feel like we've communicated enough, we could have talked for three weeks and then had one date and okay, we we know each other more so than somebody who just meets somebody and, and, and does it that same hour or, you know, there's a fee involved or something like that. So <laughs> it's not necessarily a, a detriment if I feel like um, to a certain level we've earned it or we just have a mutual agreement that this is an itch we're going to scratch. And, and there's no disrespect. There's no I don't look at him any differently. It's yeah. just two people, uh, grown people making a grown person decision. Um, and that's the easy part. Uh, right. Biting physically or or having that physical attraction, that's the easy part. And like I said, you know, there's all everybody, because we're inundated with just sexual images, so it's the easy part to connect like that, like, ooh, right. you have things that I desire, but if you can if you can right. keep interest. Right. Deep. Yes. Right on. Well, this has been a, a lengthy and very informative right, right. podcast here today. Thank you, uh, Ramona, Ramona, for, for showing up here and being our guest today. And thank you to Sean and, and Chuck, who have so graciously left us here. And yeah. uh, thank you again, Rob, for, for sure. being my co-host here. So, Hey, love it. We'll do it again sometimes. If you're, if you're open to coming back, we'll have you back on sometime, and we'll uh, talk about everything else we didn't talk about this time. Indeed, indeed. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Right on. Have a good night, listeners. Good night, Rob. Good night, right. Mona. Good night. See you later. Bye. Yep.